0: Big show, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only forty nine ninety five. Only at Big O Tires with no credit needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We're going to talk to you, Stuart Mandel coming up here momentarily, editor-in-chief of the Athletic College Football. Also hosts uh, a podcast, does a bunch of really great stuff. Covered uh, college football for a long, long time, Gordon. That's why we always like having him on.
1: There's no doubt about that, and there's lots to talk about.
0: Yes, yes, he he did some tweeting last night, and and let's just say he was uh, controversial in BYU land, Uh, in in BYU, the the BYU Twitterverse. In fact, let's get out to the zone phone, as I mentioned, editor-in-chief for the Athletic College Football. Uh, He's Stuart Mandel with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Stuart, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Hey, we are uh, we are doing great. Uh, you know, we talked to Austin earlier before the show. And we said, Stuart, get us," or we said, "Austin, get us the most popular guy in BYU Nation right now." And uh, you were nice <laughs> enough to come on.
2: I I love BYU Nation. I hope <laughs> BYU Nation
0: loves me. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk a bit about this uh, BYU Washington situation and how you see it uh, from your angle. What's uh, what's happening?
2: I mean, it doesn't sound like it's it's particularly likely um, just because of the circumstances on both sides. Um, I mean, first of all, if Arizona State uh, can't play this week and Utah becomes available. Just Pac-12 rules, supersede everything there in terms of um, them having to prioritize the conference opponent. And then we know that BYU is waiting on tomorrow night's rankings to see if, if they even need to play this game or if it's going to give them the upside they want. So, I mean, I'm not counting on it happening at this point, but um, I do think that if it's at all possible, I mean I hope BYU and and Tom Olmo, they've talked openly, Kalani Satake, about trying to add more games and and quality teams and Washington certainly fits that. Um, Off to a 2-0 start, recognizable brand name program in the Pac-12 and uh, chance chance to play a Power 5 team, which obviously until last week we thought wasn't even a possibility for BYU. Stuart,
1: what do you think of the uh, the stipulations that the Pac-12 put in? Uh, it would be nice for BYU to load in an opponent and be able to count on it uh, as much as possible in this environment we're dealing with now. But uh, isn't that kind of strange for the Pac-12 to say, okay, up until Thursday we can we can bail and uh and and,
2: and leave you hanging <laughs> that's well a little strange. Uh, like a lot of things in this pandemic they're making it up as they go along and then obviously at first they weren't allowed to do any non-conference and then after that situation where uh cal and ucla got paired together on a friday to play on sunday i think the pac-12 is like yeah we need to to create more flexibility and they're only thinking of themselves. I mean, they 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 made that rule, and uh, to give the school a little flexibility, they don't care how it affects BYU or any other uh, you know non Pac-12 team that may came up come up. So some teams might be like, yeah, we really want to play a Pac-12 team, and if it means having to wait till Thursday afternoon to to get the clearance, count us in. And others might say, yeah, it's unrealistic. Uh, you know, we need to to make other plans. So. Um, not i've seen it phrased on twitter by a lot of people that washington is is putting all these stipulations not washington's just following the rule that the pac-12 put in place
0: what do you think uh, now in hindsight about the pac-12 dragging their well i think they've dragged their feet a lot throughout all of this but those two weeks uh in between announcing that they had the daily testing program and actually announcing football was coming back how bad do they look for dragging their feet
2: those two weeks now um, I think that I, like a lot of people, bought the um, bought what Larry Scott was selling in terms of the daily antigen tests would would basically prevent there from having to be cancellations so that they would, you know, catch the positive cases early enough that before they would spread and and you wouldn't have to have the situations that we've seen in the SEC and in other conferences and you could get your seven games in. But clearly, that has not been the case. If anything. It feels like the Pac-12 having more problems than than anybody. Uh, I mean, poor Arizona State might have to wipe out half their schedule here. Uh, you know, if they have to cancel a third game. So, with that in mind, knowing what we know now, yeah, it's unfortunate that they couldn't get their act together uh, to start even as early as the Big Ten did. Now, there were definitely, um, as you recall, situation. I mean, I'm here in Santa Clara County, California, where they wouldn't let. Uh, Stanford and San Jose State practice until the last minute possible but we also know that you know uh, from the reporting of John Wilner in particular and others that from the time he announced that testing deal to to when USC players sent that letter nothing happened Uh, they should have been trying to make it happen the second they knew this was a possibility
1: what do you make of BYU this year we're all guessing a little bit but yeah the the, the the caliber of competition obviously is low, but the eye test, when you look at Zach Wilson, you think, okay, this guy this guy can play for anybody. Uh, what do you make of it?
2: Well, it's not – yeah, I mean, it's not just Zach Wilson. He's great, don't get me wrong. Great offensive line, great running backs, obviously a defense. I don't know how many teams they've faced that have really been able to test them, but they've, they've risen to the occasion. And certainly, the you know, the Boise State game is really the only, I think, true measuring stick game we have, but they – blew them out on their on their home field so i think they're really good i have no uh qualms about ranking them in the top 10 but they are definitely the team i'm most nervous for tomorrow night in terms of where are they going to be with the committee because the committee didn't start doing their ranking uh in in august and you know i do think that BYU benefited in some ways from Starting as early as they did on Labor Day, and, and a lot of people saw them uh, blow out Navy that night. Uh, and then, obviously, just the way college football polls work, if you keep playing and you don't lose, you just kind of move up and move up and move up until you're in the top ten. Committee could say we agree they're a top ten team. They could say their schedule is really weak, and we didn't, We aren't bound to the AP poll, and we're ranking them 19th. I have no idea. Bay uh, and Cincinnati are the ones I'm most curious to see tomorrow.
0: So with that in mind, Stuart, let me, let me ask you this, because uh, there's a lot of buzz and a hope around here amongst BYU fans that they get into the New Year's Six. And I have the, of course, wet blanket opinion that can, they don't have an automatic bid. So that means that the, the New Year Six, you know, the playoff committee has to take Cincinnati or, or whomever from the G5 and that the likelihood of them taking another outside team and letting them in to take a cut of the pie is extraordinarily low. Am I wrong with that opinion?
2: Well, with BYU, they have to finish ranked high enough and um, at, at a minimum number 12. And then there's, you know, there's possible have to be higher just depending on um, who gets slotted in. And, and for instance, I mean, an ACC team has to go to the Orange Bowl, even if that team is ranked 18th. So um, they just have to finish high enough, probably top 10 to be safe. And uh, we have seen time and again, and this is why, I mean, this is the number one reason why I think they should, get Washington's available, play Washington if Cincinnati wants to play play Cincinnati because I don't think they're guaranteed anything in their system and we've seen time and again where a, a group of five team and I know they're not a group of five team but they basically played a group of five schedule um, doesn't get pennant like mean UCF uh, or you name it um, these teams often are much lower with the committee than they are in the polls because the committee is very serious about strength of schedule and um, BYU doesn't have a good schedule there's no way around it the deserve all the accolades in the world for, for even getting a schedule uh, after everybody dropped out on them. But it is kind of the, the, the scraps and the leftovers, and um, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if they're outside that top 10, top 12 range tomorrow just because of that.
1: So, Stuart, forgive my naivete here, but I'm not sure what the beef is that BYU fans have with your position on that. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it seems logical.
2: I don't know. I mean, uh, some people may think that they are, uh, I, you know, they're already in, a, in the driver's seat to beat San Diego State, and you're definitely in. I just don't think that's necessarily the case. Now, if the committee comes out tomorrow night and BYU is number seven, then, yeah, you probably can just, uh, you know, control your own destiny. We just don't know yet. Um, in terms of the thing about, I mean, they seem to be most upset about the notion that they should basically be uh, somebody's backup plan, and I get that. I mean, that's certainly if, you're, if Utah is the other option. I, mean, I think that's why this is particularly, um, you know, feels insulting. But I mean, if you're familiar with the concept of leverage, um, it's, it is what it is. BYU doesn't have any leverage here. They need to play a Pac-12 team to improve their resume much more than Washington needs to play BYU uh, because if Washington wins Pac-12, Washington's going to a near six bowl. Um, there's, they have that guarantee. BYU doesn't.
1: Well, I'll follow up on that because I think I think you're right when 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 a team is essentially saying we'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. It it seems like it's it's not a good look to avoid any kind of opportunity as much as I despise what the Pac-12's arrogance is about as far as their stipulations go just ridiculous. And I understand their complaint there. But if there is a chance Man, I would take that chance for the very reason you just described.
2: Yeah, and by the way, that motto is probably the biggest reason they're getting the blowback. If that motto didn't exist out there, if there wasn't a T-shirt and and Zach Wilson's headband, maybe this is kind of a, a non-event on Twitter. But um, well, again, let's let's uh, uh, you know, let's let's look at the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's insulting. Um, a lot of, love. I mean, the, the whole reason BYU is independent right now is because they got passed over and Utah got taken. And I think that, obviously, I've interacted with both Utah and BYU fans a lot over the years. And there's obviously, you know, a lot of um, uh, animosity over that happening. Uh, BYU has the, all of the things that a Power 5 program should have, uh, and, and they don't have the status. And so they have to, in this case, be like somebody's contingency plan. And and I. It's not. It's not ideal. Nobody would say that it is. But again, I don't know what other option they have, and I don't think you're being realistic if you say, "Oh, we don't. We don't need them. We don't. We don't need another game. We'll just play the game we have left, and and go play in the Fiesta Bowl." It's. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that chance with this. With the way this committee. I remember in the very first year of the committee, um, Marshall was undefeated going into Thanksgiving weekend. So maybe 10 and 0, 11 0, something like that. And they and they were in the AP in the coaches' polls and they were not in the committee's top twenty five at all. They just kept saying every week, uh, they haven't played anybody. We don't like their schedule strength. And uh some see that as like a kind of a snobbish thing. They're very, you know, in bed with the power five, but it I mean, that's we can't convince them to change the rules. So those are the rules that everybody's playing by and I would do everything possible to try to impress them down the stretch.
0: Stewart, last thing, and and moving away from BYU for a second, and on to Utah State. Do you have any thoughts about Gary Anderson exiting uh, a job? Really, his second head coaching job in a row, exiting in kind of a bizarre fashion.
2: I I never understood the hire in the first place, and I don't. Um, I can't say I'm surprised it turned out the way it did. Other than just three games into a season, is really uh, really bizarre and. We, we, None of us, uh, all of us who covered the sport wasn't sure if there was going to be a coaching carousel this year with all the financial difficulties everybody's facing, and certainly them, South Carolina. Uh, it is going to happen. So um, at the time, uh, it was it seemed obvious to me that this was a mistake. I, I think um, the way he left Oregon State, the, the um, those text messages, the way he just – you know basically didn't take any accountability I don't know why you would have wanted to hire him as a head coach but they did it and it set them back they were um, they really had things going well um, uh, you know up until uh, last year and then it kind of turns out. so hopefully by moving as quickly as they are he didn't even last a season and a half um, they can get a good replacement in there and get things going in the right direction again
0: Stuart we appreciate you jumping on thank you very very much
2: all right.
0: Thanks for having me. Stuart Mandel, he's uh, the uh, editor-in-chief for the Athletic College Football, and uh, we love having him on from time to time. And, uh, yeah, he created some controversy uh, on Twitter last night saying BYU was ducking Washington and BYU fans were grumpy.
1: I, I, I guess I <laughs> – I mean, I understand fandom and, and whatnot, but I, I agree with that sentiment that BYU should be eager to play whoever they can. As I've said it already five times on this show, I don't like the Pac-12 stance. So I think it's ridiculous. BYU agrees to play Washington and practices its butt off all week long, and then at the last second, relatively speaking, the uh, the Pac-12 can swoop in and, and, and switch opponents out. I, that, that, what a stupid rule that is. But I would abide that if I were BYU just to have an opportunity to play another game against a quality opponent because they've been so few and far between. Well, they played one. They've played one this season. And so I I think it's worth BYU taking a chance. And if you really are that hungry, then, then, yeah, you sort of. Work your way through that. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you put yourself in a position just for the optics that you are willing to do it. The fact that BYU comes across now as being an unwilling participant uh, or a non-participant, uh, that that uh, that sends a message that I don't think is overly constructive for the Cougars, especially with their stance. Uh, Kalani Staggy said a thousand times beyond what you saw the uh, headband that uh, Zach Wilson was wearing. I've heard Kalani say that that they want to play the best teams they can whenever they can, and so yeah, it's it was it's an unfair <laughs> arrangement, but. Say yes, and then if they cancel on you, they cancel on you. But that's not your fault. Uh, That's just a stupid rule by the Pac-12, which is ridiculous. Again, it's ridiculous. But the Cougars need to appear hungry and unafraid and not say stuff like, "Well, well, let's wait and see where we are in the college football playoff ranking." And then, yep. then we'll decide what we want to do. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. But I, I think there's a, there's sort of a perception here that, that BYU could have conquered by saying, at least in part, by saying, hey, man, we don't care. You go, if you want to run from us, run from us. But we're here. Let's play.
0: I, well, I don't buy totally into that wait for the rankings thing. I, I, I think that that was far from the the complete story. And I think oftentimes the truth is more nuanced than the narrative. Like, for example, uh, there's a, a rumor floating around the Twitterverse that the San Diego State game might be moved up to be this week in Provo. So, I mean, it, there's there's more going on than just I, I don't I don't buy the narrative that BYU's ducking anybody. I think the truth is much more nuanced than that, and there's more so- irons in the fire.
1: So you're suggesting that they will, that BYU's plan is not to play Washington, not to even agree to have the the opportunity to play Washington. It is to move San Diego State up and then come up with a better opponent after that. Possibly. Or, well, who
0: said or- that? Where did you get that from? Uh, Hatch had a retweet out there. Jake Hatch did about a half an hour ago. A retweet just, And from it's who? just a, it's just a rumor, Gordon. That's, I'm not bringing it up like it's a, it's a report. I'm just saying there's a rumor out there. I, my, my point is, is getting into your mind that there are other things out there. And if you lock yourself into Washington only to be left at the altar, because they're already preparing for Utah. I mean, it's just, it's more complex. The truth is more nuanced than, than, oh, BYU's ducking Washington.
1: And and you understand that I understand that. I mean, I, I think we've gone through this exercise on the show over and over again. I get that. But at least have the appearance that you're willing to play anyone, anytime, anywhere. And not not, you know, I don't know who it was who said, let's Well, didn't Tom Homo say that in his uh, statement today that, uh, well, well, let's wait and see where we are in the rankings or something. Yeah, that's I'm, part and, of it. But I don't think that's the whole story. But that's I a wrong don't. message to send at this point, well, especially he's not into if sending
0: does... messages. He's into being the AD well, at BYU. Oh,
1: I think he's very much into sending messages. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about trying to prove something. And uh, look, look. I think, I think BYU, I hope BYU finds someone else to play because their schedule just hasn't been enough other than the fact that they've been beating these teams really badly and they pass the eye test, they do. But we're talking about people, and you've said this over and over again, who may be biased in what they're seeing. And that may not be good enough for this team. And what would be a real shame is if BYU doesn't, uh, either appear or actually uh, appear to be willing to play somebody else or doesn't achieve that goal. And then they play San Diego State, and then they don't get another quality opponent in there anywhere, and then they're not invited to a, a New Year's Six Bowl. And then they go to some bowl game somewhere that no one's heard of. I mean, that, for this particular team with this particular talent, uh, and I'm not denying the talent, I see the talent with my own eyes. I see it there. But I want to see it proved on the field. And if this team d- never gets that opportunity this year, in part because BYU didn't want to put itself in a quote-unquote disadvantageous position, I, I think that would be a real shame.
0: We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and twelve-eighty of the zone.